Friends, grace and peace to you in Jesus' name. Those of you who uh, follow me on Facebook know that last weekend I was a little less than impressed by my neighbor's amateur fireworks explosions long into the night, several nights in a row. It is, after all, illegal in Waukesha to light off your own fireworks. But I was reminded by some of my friends that not all laws are created equal, that the police have better things to do than to make sure that my neighbors hush at a certain time of the night. And indeed, that's completely accurate, right? We have lots and lots of laws in our country, and some of them are more important than others, right? The punishment for shoplifting is considerably lighter than the punishment for murder, and that just makes sense. But it led me to begin pondering. You see, we're talking about Sabbath. And Sabbath is not just a gift, and goodness, it is a gift. But it's a law. It's a commandment. Now, there are 613 laws in the Old Testament that Orthodox Jews are uh, expected to observe. And certainly among those 613, some carry perhaps more weight than others. But Sabbath, Sabbath is one of the big ten. Right? Sabbath is one of those ten commandments that are apparently so important to the making of community that some of our friends want to plant them on courthouse lawns. And right there, Right there, next to you shall not murder, you shall not steal. Right there, next to you shall have no other gods before the God of Israel. Is remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. And it seems almost ridiculous. It seems almost ridiculous to me that that God's commandment to stop, unplug, Do nothing. Or as Barbara Brown Taylor says, be good for nothing for a whole day. That that would be as important as not spilling the blood of your neighbor. Especially on a week like this when so much blood has been spilled before our very eyes. We have work to do. We have work to do. We have been sitting on our hands long enough. Right? We have work to do to unmask and unravel the, the forces of racism deep in our hearts and shot through and through all of our systems. We have work to do to honor and respect and uplift and protect those who serve and protect us, who wear the uniform and stand between us and the forces of death and destruction. We have work to do to come together and understand one another We have work to do so that no more four-year-olds comfort their mothers in the back seat of a car while their loved one bleeds to death at a routine traffic stop. We have work to do to make sure that no one who wears that uniform, who stands between us and death, that none of their spouses, children, or parents have to bury them after being targeted and shot down. We have work to do. In the midst of that, how could God even fathom asking us to stop and do nothing for a whole day? It seems ridiculous. Except, of course, I'm reminded of the writer of Ecclesiastes, who once said that there is indeed nothing new under the sun, 
this week was pretty bad. But is it any worse than the weeks of devolving and dissolving cities in the wake of the assassination of Dr. King in 1968? Was this week any more tense or dangerous or or violent than the rise of the KKK in the wake of Reconstruction or their resurgence during the Civil Rights Movement? in which being a virulent and violent racist was just considered normal and acceptable among leadership. And if you doubt that, just ask me sometime about Spear Boulevard and Stapleton Airport in Denver, Colorado, not even close to the Deep South. Is it any more violent and dangerous than it was when our ancestors were rescued from slavery and then wandered through a hostile desert for 40 years, or when they settled in the land and were surrounded by neighbors with whom they were constantly in violent conflict, any more violent or dangerous than when Babylon destroyed Jerusalem and the temple with it and carted our ancestors off into exile a thousand miles across the Arabian desert. And yet then, too, in every age, in every century, in every single historical moment. Week after week after week after week, God has commanded, not just suggested, but commanded that we rest. Indeed, there is more ink spilled in the Old Testament and throughout the history of interpretation about the commandment to keep the Sabbath than any other commandment. Far more than murder, than adultery, or even Idolatry. So crucial is Sabbath. And apparently, our ancestors had just as much trouble understanding how important it was as we do. Because they needed all that reminder. Why? Well, let's do a little math, shall we? One-seventh. Roughly 14%, a little bit more than that, but we'll just use 14. Ponder for a moment what a world would look like with a 14% reduction in gun violence. Because you can't light a fire on the Sabbath, and bullets don't fly without fire. Imagine a world with a 14% reduction in the burning of fossil fuels and the dumping of carbon into the atmosphere because you can't drive a car or fire up a factory on the Sabbath. A 14% reduction in the exploitation of undocumented laborers who wash our dishes and pick our fruits and vegetables and clean our streets. A 14% reduction in the amount of junk we buy that's made by the tiny fingers of children in Bangladesh or by hard-working women in dark factories for 14, 16, 18 hours a day for pennies in Sri Lanka because you can't even touch money on the Sabbath. 14% reduction in the exploitation of young women and girls in the pornography industry because you can't turn on your computer on the Sabbath. 14% reduction in the senseless and knee-jerk, quick-to-judge sharing of memes and stories and and nonsense opinions that divide and, and disturb people. And I'm first among sinners in this because you can't type on Facebook on the Sabbath. You can't write on the Sabbath. 
and instead a 14% increase in investing in relationships in actually sitting with neighbor, friend, family, soaking in their presence, looking deep into their souls, their hearts, listening deeply to them, because you're not going to sit around the room all staring individually into your own digital devices because you can't turn your phone on on the Sabbath. A 14% increase in actual critical reflection about who I am, where I belong, Why am I here? And what is God calling me to do tomorrow? Not today. Tomorrow. And the rest of the week. Now I know math is just math, and you can buy twice as much on Monday to make up for what you didn't buy on Sunday. I I understand that, and I also understand that uh, especially Christian Lutherans uh, bring a different perspective to the law than our Orthodox Jewish brothers and sisters or our Jewish ancestors. And I understand that that Sabbath and the way that the Bible commands and understands it is a very difficult and some would say really impractical approach. And I get that, although many of our neighbors are somehow able to do it. But just imagine for a moment if we could capture just a piece of of what it means to live this command. To truly do nothing for some block of time each week. To pull ourselves out of the hamster wheel of violence and death. And to bring ourselves back the next day with refreshed and renewed hearts a deeper understanding of the people we love and those we don't, a renewed commitment to working and doing all that we must do to build peace and do justice. Anyone who's ever owned an electronic device of any kind, especially if it has a computer in it, and most of them do these days, knows full well that when it's not working, nine times out of ten, you unplug it, and you plug it back in, and it fixes. Because computers get confused. All those digits and data and algorithms and, and problems and solutions all get mixed together, and they, and, they, and they don't know what to do, and so you just unplug it, and it gets to reboot and start over. And God knows that you need this too. Because, folks, the world will not be saved. Peace will not be realized. Justice will not be done by a bunch of exhausted and irritable people who are quick to judge and quick to pull the trigger. The world will be healed by a God who is patient and wise and gracious and generous enough to command you to stop. Just stop. Just be. Be beloved. Be holy. Be yourself. Be a neighbor. Be a lover. 
be one who is made in God's image. And week after week, century after century, by God's abundant grace, eventually all of us and all creation will rest in peace. And thanks be to God for that. Amen.